Hey, welcome back, my friends, to another exciting episode of the Sprinkler Nerd Show. That was my that was my nerdiest voice that I could come up with. I'm your host, Andy Humphrey. This is episode 59, and today we are going to talk about being different. And I'm making the intro here a little bit different to see if it stands out. Does this intro sound like all the other podcasts out there in the world? Does it even sound like any of the podcasts I've already recorded? It definitely is different. And that is my point. That's what we're going to be talking about today. This is going to be a short one. I'm just going to talk about a story in my, in my life, in my career. And we're going to talk about being different. And I'm going to mention a book that you can read or you can listen to the audio version. Great book, great read, all about getting different, being different, how that can influence and affect your career, your business, your product, whatever it is. So let's roll the intro and get on with the show. If you are an irrigation professional, old or new, who designs, installs, or maintains high-end residential, commercial, or municipal properties, and you want to use technology to improve your business, to get a leg up on your competition, even if you're an old-school irrigator from the days of hydraulic systems, this show is for you. All right, so I have a question for you. Who likes to do things exactly the way everyone else does things? Who likes to wear the exact same clothes as everybody else? Who wants to appear to be just like their competition? I don't think anyone really wants to be just like the kids sitting next to them on the bus. That might not be the best example, but if you think back to when you were a child, Sometimes you wanted to be maybe just like the cool kids because you wanted to fit in. But really, that's not the point. The point is not to look and be and act and have go through life just like someone else. The point is actually to differentiate so that if you were to uh, see a bin of red apples, they're all going to look the same. But if there's an orange in the bin of red apples, you are definitely going to see the orange. Now, I'm not saying that oranges are better than apples or apples are better than oranges or that you should choose the orange or you should choose the apple. I'm just saying that if you are the orange in the apple bin, you have an opportunity to stand out. And sometimes when we're kids in our younger years, that's uncomfortable. That is not what that is not a place where we want to be. However, when you get older and you're trying to start a business, grow your career, introduce a new product, get a sale, you really have to be different in order to get attention, in order to have attraction, in order to kind of, uh, I guess, just stand out. So that's really what I wanted to talk about today. And it, it came to me a couple of weeks ago because people often ask me, how I got into not only this industry, the irrigation and landscape industry, but also e-commerce, working for myself, having multiple income streams, all those sorts of things. 
And I, I'm going to talk about that more here on the show. I'm not going to go into all the details today, but when I think about what was the spark of inspiration or where did this start? I think it, ha- it started with, with being different. And so I want to tell you the story about how I got into the irrigation industry. And it really starts, uh, I can't say it starts from childhood. Uh, the irrigation industry specifically starts in college. I started in the architecture program at Montana State University and the first year of architecture school was fantastic. We were building projects. It was 100% creative intent. It was almost like going to art school. And in, in that space where we're using our right brain, we're building projects, we're doing art-related tasks and projects, I could excel. I got A's. It was so easy. It was so fun. It was enjoyable. It was fulfilling. And then year two, it became sort of math and structures and engineering, and it just was not as fun for me. So I switched over to the landscape architecture side, I guess, school, and it was actually rolled up inside of the horticulture program. So it was a landscape design uh, program inside of the horticulture school, and I ended up getting a degree in horticulture and landscape design combined. Right after that, I wasn't sure what I wanted to do, so I went and got a job at Chapel Valley Landscape Company, which I've mentioned to you before, in Maryland. And the reason that Chapel Valley hired me, well, I guess I can't say exactly, we'd have to ask them, but they hired me because I had computer-aided design background, CAD background. And this was 2002, and most, well, actually all of the landscape architects at Chapel Valley were doing drawings by hand. So they hired me because I offered a different skill set than they already had. Uh, I, I was the one that could bring CAD to the company, work with their existing architects, implement uh, templates, and just sort of get the ball rolling in this computer-aided design or computer-aided drafting side of the business. So that was my first, and I didn't realize this at the time, that that, that was being different because in my mind, uh, everybody was doing computer-aided design, right? I learned it in school, and that's just what I knew. So only only now can I reflect back and see that that I offered something different, that I stood out, that I could differentiate perhaps from other candidates out of school or other candidates in general, because I was bringing this computer-aided design to the table. So that was the first, my first experience with differentiating. Then while at Chapel Valley, I was introduced to my good friend now, Paul Bassett, that you've heard here on the show. And Paul was an irrigation salesperson, commercial salesperson, mostly commercial, also residential. And you know, Paul was influential in starting the computer-aided design program at Chapel Valley. And so he and I just became buddies because here I was, someone who knew how to use the tools. He was the guy that wanted the tools. And he started bringing me irrigation plans that he had sketched up by hand. And then I them out on the computer. And then we could bring them to his sales presentations. And he knew that if he had a, a plan, a computer-aided drawing of the irrigation system that he was proposing to the client that his not only did his chances of closing the sale increase, he could also add more value and charge a little bit more. So that was my second sort of um, eye opener that being different in the sales process was was important. 
And then this kind of just continues. So after that, Paul and I started to go to landscape architects offices in the Maryland, Baltimore, DC region, and we would do lunch and learns. And what I found was that, or what I thought and what I experienced was that there was a lot of landscape architects. There was a lot of landscape professionals. But when I looked around, there really weren't that many irrigation professionals. There was very, very few. And it seemed like the, if I took the path of landscape design or I took the path of becoming an irrigation professional, if I went the route of becoming an irrigation professional, I was much more like that orange in the apple bin, meaning there are lots of landscape architects, there's lots of landscape professionals, like there are apples, but if I was the irrigation professional, I could be the orange in the apple bin of landscape professionals. And so I made a decision to not go down the landscape uh, career path, but to go down the irrigation career path. And again, I'm kind of just sort of skipping through rather quickly. Hopefully I'll come back on a later episode and go into more details of each of these steps along the way. When I went down this career path of irrigation, I realized that everyone was talking about the same things, head-to-head spacing, proper design, not mixing sprays and rotors. You know what I'm talking about, the same old conversation But nobody was talking about technology, and very few people were willing to take a risk on technology. And here I was, the young, call me the young kid at the time, I thought technology was great. So yet again, I moved down the path of technology, and that was being different. Because in the irrigation industry in 2000, say, four, five, six, or even a little bit before that, there wasn't a lot of people pushing the envelope of technology. So there I was again, another example of being different. And I want to keep this episode rather short so we can come back and visit this conversation another time. But I wanted to just plant these seeds about being different. And there's a couple things that come to mind as it relates to this. I think that number one, in order to be different, you have to be willing to try new things. That could be a new uh, business process. That could be new business software. That could be a new approach to estimating. That could be a new controller type. That could be a new sprinkler type. In order to be different, you have to be willing to try new things because at some point, everyone starts to use the same tools and operate the same way. So in order to be different, you need to try something new in a different way than you haven't done before. And sometimes what that means is also embracing the unknown, because whenever you're trying something new, there's going to be some risk factor because you don't know what you don't know. You have to be willing to take that chance, try something new, realize that it could something could go wrong. You could fail, but then you have to be willing to take that chance, make changes along the way, improve and try again. And I think in that approach, what you're really doing is being, re, is being proactive in the market versus reactive in the market. Why not be the sprinkler company that goes out and tries the first Wi-Fi controller? Really, what do you have to lose? You don't have to put in a thousand of them or even 10 of them. Just go put in one, right? If you see something new, try it. How can you make a decision about a product or a service or, or a business strategy if you haven't tried it for yourself? And so part of being different and separating yourself from the others is trying something new for the first time and deciding for yourself 
if it works, if it's something that you can get your company around, and if it's something that can benefit uh, you, your career, your business, your job, your product, whatever it is that you're selling or looking to do with your career, your life, your family, et cetera. So that's, uh, that's all I wanted to kind of share with you today. There is a great uh, book called Get Different. I'll drop a link in the show notes. It's by Mike Michalowicz. Mike Michalowicz. It's called Get Different. I tend to listen to audiobooks. Hence why I listen to podcasts and create a podcast. I'm not a huge uh, reader. It's just the way that my brain works. I like to listen to take in the information instead of read it. Uh, fantastic book. I highly recommend it. And I'll drop a link uh, down in the show notes if you want to listen to it and uh, would uh, highly recommend it. So thank you guys for uh, following along again. If, uh, if you'd like to join us in the Facebook community, we do have the private community for green industry professionals. It's the Sprinkler Nerd community on Facebook. Go ahead and uh, look us up there. We have a couple questions in order to get entrance so that we can vet the community, make sure that it's not homeowners and do-it-yourselfers that this community is only for green industry professionals. So thanks again for listening. Have a great day. Happy sprinkling. And we'll talk to you on the next episode.